This is Working the Beat. It is November 7th, 2019. I'm Kevin Cooney. Along with Mike Curran, glad that you could join us. So we begin the weekend without Eagles football. It's a bi weekend weekend. And um, Michael Jack, uh, it's a little different, isn't it? I hate buys. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's good for them. You, you, and this is a good time of year to have it, I think. Midway. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got guys probably could use the week off. Deshaun. Um, Deshaun's going to have a lot of weeks yeah, off. I mean, so, you know, you get that by like in week four or five. I don't know. And you got a long rest of the season. Remember they had the bye. I think it was Doug's first year where they went three and oh and had the bye week four. They come off beating yeah. Pittsburgh and then went to Detroit and just absolutely got cream. You don't, don't want to, you don't, or, yeah. or cough one up. Didn't get cream, but they cough one up. Their bye comes at a good time because it's the week before New England. Uh, although New England's got a bye too. But that's, if, if, if you gave Doug the schedule before the year and said, pick a week where you want to buy, this is probably the week he would have tapped. Six teams have a bye this week in the NFL, so it is the shortest week in the NFL, if you will, for the amount of games. Buys are almost over, I guess, right? We're, we're getting... They're always over the week of Thanksgiving. Okay, I don't, I don't pay attention to right. who's off unless the Eagles are off. So I don't really. So, so this week, and then when they go to the two buys, like in four years from now, and you'll have two buys <laughs> and London and well, whatever, whatever they're going to do, they're they're going to do it because that's. Yeah, but I told you, I mean, the Jacksonville guy came out, or the Chargers guy. Are you kidding me? But the NFL will float it, and they'll get a team over there someday, somehow. Oh, it's going to be Jacksonville, I'm pretty certain. Well, maybe. But, you know, they got to want it. You can't just force a team to go. You no, know, but there's I gotta think Jacks- be in, There's got to be inducements in it. There's got to be. Do you want to beat a team playing in London? I don't know. Tell me the advantages, disadvantages. I, I don't. Well, I think, I think you're going to have the whole country rooting for you. You got I, think, to, I think it's Shane Khan is the is the head of the Jaguars. Shane Khan. Um, okay, whatever. But you got to. But make, no, 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 no. I think he's make the head of the Jaguars, and he's got English soccer ties and everything. So I think he he is more interested in it than maybe the average. Who wants to make eight road trips like that a year? That's just me. If you're looking out, well, you would have to come over like two week stretches at a time. You can't do that every time. I mean, I mean, you can. Yeah, I I get it. But who wants to do that? Who, who wants to come over and then spend two weeks away from your home? And then you got to convince players to live in London. Well, it's taxation issues. Well, yeah, I'm not customs. I mean, there. yeah, I, I mean, mean you're talking a lot and of this whole Brexit thing. Like if, if England does leave the European Union, there's probably a lot of other issues there that I'm not even remotely aware of. But, mm-hmm. you know, so, some guys might not want to play over there. I mean, I don't know how it would affect. You know, it took free agents or them. It took knows? till episode eighteen for you to drop Brexit. So, congratulations. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, it's. A, I don't understand all the details of it, but it's a big deal over there, and it could affect the economy. You know, for all I know, you, you go over and get paid, and the pound could you, you could be getting paid like shillings because the pound might not be worth anything Kurt? compared to the U.S. dollar. Kurt, I'm just saying. I know it's you know it's a, it's a whole. It's like guys playing in Toronto. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, there there are money issues involved because because but the difference in the Canadian and the American dollar isn't that much, I don't think. But if there was a significant difference in what the British pound was worth and what the, as opposed to the U.S. dollar, there could be issues there. I don't know. So that is, you know, obviously a story for another week. But the Eagles at five and four have the Patriots next week. We'll go over the Patriots game in detail next week. 
we're going to kind of use this time to do a overview on where they are at this point. And we're going to bring in, and we're going to also talk Sixers as well with our guest, uh, Rhea Hughes of WIP radio, a longtime fixture on the WIP morning show. Um, I, I, I think that fixture is the right word. Correct. She's been there 20 some years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, wait, what people don't get, I was talking to a guy that it was funny. And what people don't understand is they could lose the next two games and still basically be in control of their destiny. And it's a hard thing to get your head around because you would sit there and go, man, they're five and six. But if they win, and I was looking at Dallas's schedule, Dallas has a lot of games. They're not going to lose them all, obviously, because, but they're, they're not going to win them all either. And I'm, I was trying to think of a scenario where Dallas could get to nine and seven. That, that's hard. I think ten, either the Cowboys or the Eagles are going to finish 10 and six. Or both might finish ten and six, and one of them's going to win the division, and that's why it, it, the Eagles, even if they won one of the next two, mm-hmm. if they lose the Dallas game, it's not going to matter. No, I mean, if you, out of those three games, because you got to figure the other four games they're favored in, they're, mm-hmm. they're whether they win them, that's another story. But the three games that they're either not favored in or it's close to a pick them, you know, they'll probably be a slight favorite over the Cowboys. They only have to win the one. Yeah, they do pretty much. But, you know, we'll see. So we'll talk about that with Rhea. Ben Simmons obviously injured in, um, they were in Utah last night, correct? Yeah. You won't see him for about three weeks. Uh, Injured the shoulder. X-rays were negative. That's a good Mm -hmm. sign. But he should sit out. But he shouldn't come back because I don't want him playing the whole season with a nagging shoulder injury. Even though he doesn't use that shoulder to shoot, he uses it for many other things. And the Sixers should be as cautious with this. Yep. I know Ben probably doesn't want to be cautious with it, but Keith Pompey was on uh, one of the radio stations today, and he was saying it's like a three to four week injury, even though it's so you know so called minor I mean, sprain or whatever. At this point, doesn't matter. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that games in November don't matter. Well, you want to get the best. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to get the best record. Not you don't want it to linger. No, 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 you don't want him like in in the middle of February saying. Man, I should. I came back too quick. I shouldn't have done that. Um, they're trying to win not only the best record in the East. They're trying to win the best record. Period. Because the Western teams, I don't know if a team in the West is going to get to sixty. I mean, they might. Clippers but may. Maybe, but it's. But honestly, it depends how many Kawhi you're, maintenance you're playing days Utah, there are. You're playing Denver. You're playing Houston. You're playing Portland. You know, there's some good teams out there. I also want to bring this up with Rhea because it's actually a big topic. We mentioned about Kawhi Leonard not playing on Wednesday night. Um, and the term maintenance days, and Rhea has some strong opinions about tanking, maintenance days, all this stuff. So, and, and her and I have kind of exchanged texts. Did you hear what um, Doris Burke said? No. Uh, Doris Burke, and she works, you know, she telecasts NBA games. Right. Came out and said, it's, it's. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, but like, it's bad. So there's, 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 Kawhi should not be sitting out. And what I would say is, first of all, there's nothing you can do about it. Okay, LeBron has sat out games before. Kawhi, coming off a year where he sat out about 18, 20 games and then went up winning the title, and he's had knee issues the season before that. You can't tell a guy what to do. If the Sixers decide they weren't going to play Joel Embiid, like last year, right? He didn't right. play very many back-to-backs, if any, right? I don't know. Okay, you can't tell a team what to do, and I don't care if the game's on national TV. That's ESPN's fault for spending lots and lots and lots of money to get the you know and the Clippers on, all of a sudden Kawhi's not playing. That's all the Clippers should be worried about is trying to win the title. Yeah, they should. Um, but it's a bad look because somebody's paying 
it is a couple fun. hundred dollars to go see the game. But Some somebody tweeted out this is the second maintenance night Kawhi, Kawhi has already had this year. Yeah, he might he might not play in any back to backs. No, and, but which means he'll have about twenty of these. Which well, and that was the thing. Like Toronto gave him twenty one games off, I think last year, something like that. Yeah, and he was eighteen, and the the Raptors were eighteen and three, playing in the East, playing no, in the no, East. No, no, I get you. The Clippers are zero two already. Right, but that's probably <laughs> why they won. The title. title, because they were able to... Because he was... Well, they had home court advantage over the Sixers, which was huge. The same thing happens, not to to load management, they won't say load management, but, you know, guys not playing in baseball, Sunday day games after... I'm not saying people come out to the park to see Rio Molto, but what if somebody comes out to see Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper needs a night off, you know, because... But in the NBA, it's that star... Quality. Power thing, and yep. uh, but this is not an issue. It's not like the commissioner is going to go to the players' union nope. and say, "Hey guys, we got to do something about this," and they're going to yep. say, "Really? Yep." So let's bring on our first guest. It is from ninety-four WIP, Rhea Hughes, joining us on working on working the beat. Joining us now from 94 WIP, The Morning Show. She has been a fixture on that show for uh, 20 years, I think. Um, More than 20, isn't it? It's close to 20. I I, I don't want to oversell it. <laughs> no, I just I thought it was I just thought it was more than 20. I, I could be Rhea wrong. Hughes, how are you? How long has it been? I joined The Morning Show. Yes, fixture makes me sound very old, but no, I joined The Morning Show in 1997. See? So it's 20, Two. All right, 22 years. Yeah. How, one, how much do you enjoy days when you don't have to get up at 3.30 in the morning? You know what's the weird part is Friday into Saturday, I wake up without fail anytime between 3 and 4 a.m. in a panic. Sure. Really? And then I go, and then I go okay, I think, it's, I think it's Saturday. And then it's very amusing because my son, who never sees me in the morning, Monday through Friday... I'll, uh, I like to get, you know, get a cup of coffee and I'll go in and sit in his bedroom and, you know, cause I never get to see him right. and I'll be drinking coffee and, you know, until he wakes up and he look and I'll wake up and look at me and go, are you late? <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, if I am, I'm in a lot of trouble. Cause you don't go back to sleep, right? It's impossible to go back to no, sleep. No, Friday, no, Friday and Saturday, I can. It's, oh, okay. It's a little, okay. As long as I don't pick up the phone okay. and start following Twitter, that's kind of my my bad thing, if I if I wake up and go, okay, it's Saturday, I, I can go back to sleep. But as long as I don't pick up the phone, I'm fine. So, Rio, what time do you usually have to go to bed at night to make sure you're like a functional person? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever considered functional. I um, It depends. If there's a game, like Sixers game starts at 7, Phillies game starts at 7. You know, before the games used to be four hours. 
Um, you know, I, I could watch those games, Flyers games. If there's an Eagles game, I absolutely stay up. So if it's a Sunday night game, Monday night game, you know, I have to watch every single place. And if it's home, I'm there anyway. So, um, so it depends if there's like tonight, there's, you know, there's no game that I, I mean, there's nothing that I have to like stay up till super late for, um, I will probably go to bed around nine. Wow. So there's times though where you, where you maybe are working on like three hours sleep or four hours sleep if the yeah, situation. If the, if, yeah. If the, if the Eagles have a Sunday night game and they're away. Right. That game usually ends, I guess. 1130. 1130. Yeah. I can fall. I have to shut the TV off right away. So, you know, my, always my apologies to the post game shows. Um, I have to <laughs> shut it off right away. That's why I generally hope they don't come. If they come down to the last minute, my heart beats a little higher. takes a little bit longer for me to come down. But those nights, I generally get three hours of sleep. Rhea Hughes joins uh, us. Uh, Rhea, when you also, I don't think people understand how much of the behind-the-scenes working on the show because you have the contacts for everybody mm-hmm. who appears on the show. I mean, you're, yep. you're, you're the person, and, and obviously Joe Wechter, your producer, whenever yep. you're not there, does it. How many people's numbers do you have on your cell phone? I, I looked at it about a year ago because somebody asked me that question and I have over a thousand. Jeez. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I didn't know that you could look that up on your phone. Right. It's like, at the bottom, yeah. I believe. And, and I looked at it and I go, okay. And you know, I don't give up. And Kevin, you know, this. sometimes you occasionally ask me for a number to call someone and I'm very strict about it. I always like to ask the person first sure. before I give a number out, but I prefer not to give numbers out because my Rolodex, you know, old school for those youngsters who were listening, it used to be called a Rolodex uh, that you would have on your, on your desk. Um, you know, I, I, and, and anybody's name who is a celebrity, like kind of a role, I, I give them a different name. So if anybody ever stole my phone, their names will not come up on it. I give them kind of, you know, different names. What if you forget their different name? I generally don't. I usually make it <laughs> that it, um, the first initials on each. No, I, I, I come up with different stuff that makes me remember them. <laughs> so I, you know, and I, I can't tell you that because if somebody stole my phone, they'd find out who they were. I'm almost afraid to ask what some of these are. <laughs> you don't want to know what Gabe Kapler's is. <laughs> <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah, that's what Gabe Kapler yeah, is exactly, gone. Exactly. Or Chip Kelly. So yeah, so there's certain things because, you know, because a lot of times, especially, you know, Chip Kelly was a regular on our show. Gabe Kapler was a regular on our show. And, you know, sometimes... The Eagles are real strict about it. They go through third parties, so we don't ever get their cell phone numbers. Right. The Phillies, you know, are, are great that way. We always had Pete McCannon's number. Yep. We had Charlie's number. We have Gabe's come. And I will say this, you know, as much criticism as we had about Gabe with a lot of stuff he did, in the dealings that I had with him for two years, one of the most professional people I ever dealt with, if the game was going late, he'd shoot me a text message. You know, 1 o'clock in the morning, I'd wake up and see – you know, Rhea, the game went, is going super late tonight. Can I move it to the next day? He was really always great about that. I, I have to say, one of the more professional people I run into in terms of saying he was going to do a certain time and sticking to it or rescheduling when he needed to. So when Angelo goes in on somebody like Gabe, and obviously yeah. Gabe was different because there was a there was a relationship between the station and the Phillies and, and the contract and all that. Mm-hmm. But when he goes in on a guest you've booked, yes, do you ever squ- you ever, you know, get squeamish? Do we have screaming matches? Is that what you're asking? No, no. Do you ever get squeamish? <laughs> oh, no, no. There are screaming matches. Here, here's, 
here's what I say to people all the time, because we, we've all, people, you know, occasionally Joe Banner back in his day would come on the station with us, would be a, you know, a scheduled guest and he would hang up. And the first 10 calls would be, why didn't you scream at him? Our general rules are when we invite a guest on that we will be respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the way it is. However, the rules change if a guest goes at Angelo Angela will never go at them first. He'll 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 get, he'll ask the question strongly in a in a way that you know lets them know what he thinks. But l- like when Angela and Gabe got into that whole thing about McCutcheon and Segura, right? You know, Gabe went at him, and I sat there. We were at the Brigade. I'll never forget. I had my head in my hands, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well, <laughs> right? But you know, they were. But what I thought about both of them, and I will say this, and I said it to Angelo, and I and I said it on the air. I thought both of them were great. They were passionate about what they felt. Right. They went, I don't think they ever got real personal. So that was like a perfect storm. Um, the only time where it really got a little out of hand, but he was not scheduled. Um, Larry Brown got really mad uh, at something Angelo said about John Calipari. Cause I, and we're going back a ways now. Back, back to the Calipari, early 2000s. He got fired from the nets. Right. And, and Larry put him on his staff. And Angelo, you know, I think we all ripped him. You know, listen, I, I, I'm a Temple grad. I hated Calipari from UMass. So, you know, so that goes back a ways. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, my TV just went off. That's okay. Um, Angelo went off on him, and Larry got the number to the station and called. As an, you know, he just called as a caller. And, Larry from Villanova. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he called and said, you know, he said to Wector, he goes, this is Larry Brown, and, and he put him on. And they went at it. And at, at, we get to the end of it, and they're, you know, it's it's really heated. And Larry goes, I'm going to bring John Calipari in here. I don't have to meet you. I want to see what it goes like then. And Angela goes, that would be fantastic. And you want to know something? A week later, Larry Brown and John Calipari were in the studio. And it was one of the greatest hours we've, we've ever had on the show. Ah, that's cool. So you never know how, how things are going to go like that. They can get really heated. Angelo's really good about letting stuff get heated and then trying to put if- some levity at the end of it. He's uh, good like that. So let me get to the Eagles. And he's obviously the last couple of days, I mean, talked about Howie Roseman and, and mm-hmm. kind of how he, you know, Mike and I went at it on Tuesday. Yeah, ask her if he should have a press conference. Well, Reyes, should should he have a press conference at this point? Here's what, what I thought. When they didn't make a trade at the deadline, I'm going, I will right, why? And this was my opinion last week. And as you know, yeah. opinions in sports change all the time. I said, well, there's nothing to talk about. They didn't do anything. So, you know, that was kind of my feeling then. However, when your centerpiece for your offense has surgery and is done for the year, you know, in all effect, I mean, maybe if they make the second round of the playoffs, he comes back. I don't think that you leave that up to Doug Peterson. I I really think how he owed it to the fans, to the media, to come out and speak about it, about everything that went on. Um, You know, what the whole, you know, it's, it's clear. And listen, that's Deshaun's choice. Would I, you know, willingly go under the knife? Probably not, but I'm not a professional athlete. So, you know, you got to leave that out. But I think how he owed it to everybody, that's a major story. And that's a management story. And I think how he owed it to speak after that. Mike? And when the third question becomes, well, if you had drafted better, you know, or like, like Kevin was saying, well, why'd you sign all these old guys? Because it's not just going to be about Jackson. 
It's going to well, become absolutely. and what absolutely. general manager, you know, yeah. Yeah, but what general manager has a press conference to say, "Yeah, maybe I did a bad job." And is going well, to sit there and field 20 questions. That just yeah. isn't going to happen. And and I understand I don't agree with all the time the people's right to know. And I hear what you're saying about, you know, but I just don't understand what it accomplishes sometimes. I just think it makes it worse. Well, I think it's, I think on this case, it would take his head coach off the hook, too. I think the head coach. Who's blaming the head coach? No, 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 no. But for having to answer that. that. Like, here's where I'll disagree with that. If you are comfortable in your own skin talking about things and going, yeah, you know, we thought this was going to work, you know, there, there are real easy answers to this. Yeah. We had all the belief in the world, you know, yeah, has Deshaun missed a couple games here and there over his years? Yeah. We didn't foresee this. We thought JJ, you know, I would probably, you know, want to say that he's a train wreck. But I think when you can come out and talk about stuff and you're comfortable, how we should be comfortable in his own skin. He did win a Super Bowl two years ago. You know, he does have that gravitas where it's like, yeah, here's, we did all these things and it didn't work out. It, but it wasn't like we weren't doing anything. Malik Jackson. Tim Jernigan, we did all these things that we thought we were, everything was going to work out fine. It didn't. I just thought that the Deshaun Jackson, once he was having surgery, I, I think the general manager should come out and speak. That's my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. How um how comfort how comfortable or comfortable I can talk. Uh, <laughs> are you about this team at five and four and uh, entering the bye week <sighs> with the wide receiver holes with the the D back issues that are still there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to look at because I've never seen the Eagles win two games in a row. I mean, you know, I'm there every day. We take the phone calls. Yeah. There wasn't, a, there's not a lot of happiness. And I think the problem was it was, yeah, they had a two game win streak. They were going on a bye, and we immediately got word Deshaun Jackson is done for the year. Mm-hmm. I never thought he was really going to play. I mean, I, on it, Angelo will attest to this on Friday. I said to him, Deshaun's going to come in and play one play and be done for the rest of the year. I had stopped counting on him. So I had already removed that, but I think that kind of all played into it that your feeling is, okay, the bills aren't very good offensively. They were, they're, they're very, they're good defensively. And they ripped them pretty well offensively too. I mean, and they did. And here's what I'll say is I felt a lot of people were not happy with the offense on Sunday that's a pretty good Bears defense that yeah. they played. I mean, you know, you're going against some of the guys in that defense. They they, um, they should have been up 14-0 on them very early. Mm-hmm. You do get upset that they got bogged down, but I look at what the offense did. They got the ball with 8-15 left, and never, they've done it now two straight weeks in a way. Bro, I feel good about it from the aspect if I believe that they'll use the running backs, if they'll continue to zone. And I don't – I'm not saying – you've got to run it 45 times a game. I, you know, you've got Carson Wentz, you have Zach Ertz, you have Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey, if he ever wakes up, I, I feel, I don't want to say I feel really confident. I feel good about them. My fear is you're going to face some offenses down the road that have better players than the bears and the bills had. Well, the next I think two that's weeks, my concern. But the problem with the Eagles is a lot of people had them in the Super Bowl. Okay, they don't look like like, because they could lose the next two games and beat Dallas and get in the playoffs. It's basically going to come down that. But I don't think people see them making a run in the playoffs. And I think that's what has them down is because three months ago, 
You know, they were like, hey, yeah. And and I think that's why people were having a tough time, you know, instead of just saying, okay, let's make the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, that'll be good. And then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Because, Mike, that's not what this season yeah, was I know. about. I As know. you just said, that se- this season was, oh, my God. So right. This season so mirrors the Philly season. It's kind of almost frightening. Oh, oh don't know, go there, please. I well, can't. no, we're, we're, at the, we're at the midpoint. And what, what Klintak and McFarlane were selling you was, this is a playoff team. You look at the the Eagles now. You're going okay. There might be a playoff team, yeah. but the but the general manager did absolutely nothing to help the team at the trade deadline. At, you know, vis a vis exactly what the Phillies did. So the the you know I think that's what people what the Eagles are are fighting against right now is we just all lived through this with the Phillies, yeah. and to me it's almost a carbon copy. Well, we won't be living like that with the Sixers because they're going to win around sixty games. So, you know, well, I mean, they might not listen, win the championship or they might not make the finals, but at least they're not going to be a f- not winning a championship. If, and, and I'm not saying he has to become a jump shooter. I agree. They will not win a championship. If Ben Simmons doesn't try to shoot the ball. Yeah, well, what makes you think he's going to? I, nothing. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> so, my, yeah, so, I, all I heard was, he, you know, I saw the videos and stuff and I'm like, uh, you're in game five. You haven't shot. Why are you going to shoot in game 15 or game 25 or game? And God forbid, if you get the game 75, I don't want you shooting at that point because you can't shoot. And exactly. I still think he's a great player. I, I think he's, I, a, that's what I, I, I would so trade. I would trade him. I would trade him so quickly at the end of this year. I really would. Rhea, do you get, did you get a lot of calls about like the thing I don't like about Ben Simmons is when people trash him and then uh-huh. say he's no good. No, yes. he's very no, good. That's, no, no, it's, but I heard well, a lot of those kind of calls. No, and now, I, I mean, we don't we don't get the no good. I mean, listen, we get the calls of people getting upset with us wanting him, and and I kind of make it very clear. It's what I just said to you guys. I don't expect him to become a fifty percent, you know, jump shooter, but he has to take it. Yep, but but Ray, to just tell the defense that he's going to take it. And that they're not going to put a center on him. Right. I mean, that's the calls we get. We uh, we haven't gotten. I can't. Our show is a little different from I think the other shows because we were real anti Sixers for a long time. Uh, I'm not anti Ben Simmons. I see all the talent there. I want him to know that in order to become that great player, he, he just has to try and shoot it. I mean, you have to try and do it to become a better player because there are going to be nights that that Joel Embiid is not going to be there. We know that. Well, and, and I should explain when I said I I would trade him at the end of the year. If it continues this way, if it continues this way, I can't in good conscience mortgage a, a big contract to him. Well, you already gave them. You already gave him well, But I mean, I, I just, I what, can't. What is he, 22? I'm not. But he's a limited. Given them the big contract. But, but it's a no, limited window. Give up on him yet. Let me ask you a question, Kevin. Yeah. Let's say they make the finals this year. Which is, there's a chance I'm I saying, have. no, 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 Let I know. Let me ask you a question. They make the finals, they lose in six games to the Clips, whatever. You're then going out and saying what? I can't win with well, this guy? I'm that, saying, that's I'm your, sa- no. Well, that, let me, well, let me put a caveat. They don't get to the East final. I, I, well, he's the first guy I'm. Well, if you don't get to the East final, the whole season's been a disaster. So, I mean, at well, that point. I don't point, think you can, you can, you, you know, and here's, I'm always the person who goes, well, I go day by day because I do a show five days a week. Right. You know, I can't say that right now because I have to see how it plays out. Because honestly, I look at what happened in the Toronto series, and that Toronto series is more on MB than it was on Ben. Sure. Benz. Yeah, but I will also look at it as 
if you're going to have a, a, a Batman and Robin kind of deal, okay, mm-hmm. when Batman's not there, Robin has to step up. I don't think Robin well, really Batman stepped up against Strong. Well, you know, to try to struggle through, pushing through, you know, stomach sickness well, and play a game. Too. You know, I mean, listen, the one thing I will say about Ben Simmons, and, you know, I'm saying this, of course, the night after he gets injured, I can count on Ben Simmons being there every night. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 his, I, I and do that. his defense is really good. Rem- and he remarkable. does things for his 6'11 guys don't do. He one does. of them is in shoot. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan. I, I just would like him... To attempt. That's yep. all I'm asking is to make the attempt to start shooting. Miss That's him. all. I don't care if he misses him. Just take that, him. Mike, I'm exactly with, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm Ray, with you. Rhea, what do you think of the term? Well, we know what I know how you feel about tanking. <laughs> and you said this when the Eagles and or I'm sorry, when the Sixers did this. Yeah. What do you think of low management right now? Obviously, the Kawhi Leonard. Well, Rhea's taking tomorrow off because it's been a long <laughs> week and she don't, you know. She but can't do a podcast. She can't do a podcast, and then <laughs> you're talking to someone who had perfect attendance, you know, in school. Right, I was and that person. In 22 years at WIP, I believe I've taken three days off, and two of them were for Clark. Okay, God, she could be me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't, you know, my here, I'll, I'll, and I'll give this all the credit to my dad, my 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 stepdad who raised me. Uh, Chuck told me when I was a teenager once. 80% of being successful in life is showing up to work every day. Mm-hmm. That was his belief. He said, you show up to work every day. You're somebody people can count on. So I, you know, I just, uh, I, so, I, I it, so can they count on Kawhi Leonard? Well, listen, they load managed him in Toronto last year. How many yep. games did he miss? Last 21, year? 21. I think they said, yeah. I mean, and I mean, is he a guy who, I mean, he, of course he missed the whole year, but I think a lot of that had to do with what was going on with San Antonio. Right. I don't believe necessarily that he was injured that whole year. Um, but it worked for them. You know, I, listen, I, to me, it's would really be hard to be a season ticket holder for a certain reason that I don't know that I'm getting the guys when I'm getting them. I would prefer to buy tickets going. I know that guy's playing tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care for it, but if you look, there was a really interesting and I, and I apologize if I'm getting wrong, either Sports Illustrated or ESPN did a recent story. And it was, it was very long um, about the uh, sleep deficits of NBA players. It was ESPN. Tra- okay, so it was I ESPN. remember reading it, yeah. I, I tell people they should go and check it out because it is a fascinating story about the lack of sleep, the, you know, the back-to-backs, the travel. We don't think about and, – and it actually – caused me to give a pause to the way sometimes I approach. Right. Why isn't this guy playing tonight? What it's that story really like kind of opened my eyes to, you know, they're getting in at three o'clock in the morning. They got to, you know, and just, we all know I, I can't sleep great in a hotel. I don't know how you guys are. I it, got used to my, it. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, you try. I mean, when you do travel, like yeah. you get used to it, but I hated I, hotels. Yeah. So, I did. It, it, you know, to me, if the end result, is getting your player as Co- as Toronto did with Kawhi Leonard to a championship, and it works. You know, I, I really think that the problem with Joel Embiid last year, why he played so many games early on, was the way his contract is written. There's right. a kicker in that contract right. that states that you know if he plays what a percentage of the of the games, he gets writing that in there makes Joel want to try and get that. And I get it. Hey, we all want to earn as much money as we can. And I think that that's, that hurt him as the year went on. 
Ray Hughes joining us. Ray, the last kind of it's back. almost our bedtime. I know. It's only no. It's are not. you? It's do you? Not you the, oh, we're doing it yeah. earlier. Just yeah, yeah. Usually we do it later. Yeah. Um, when although it is dark out now, so this is Angelo's bedtime. That Don't is get true. Me confused with him. Um, for you being a woman in this business, yeah, and, and and obviously you know you were you were in kind of the first wave, if you will, in this city. <laughs> I was in the Stone Age wave. Yes. Well. How tough can you relate to people how tough it was trying to break into the business when when you did for a woman and kind of what the state of the business is now for women? Because it's strange, like the the, 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 I hate saying it this way, the shelf life, it seems like, especially in television and TV. I'm not on TV. No, so no, that's a plus. no. Yeah, but the shelf life. I get it, lucky it, on that end. It, uh, it, I, here, I, I will. I will answer that question, and it's it's funny because. What I love about it, Kevin and Mike, is it's not a question I'm asked that often because I've been doing it so long. I think I've kind of, you know, I, I hopefully have people have, I've been on the air 22 years. Um, they know what I love, what I'm good at. I'm honest about what I don't know. I'm not a great soccer fan. You know, I, I'm not a hater. I I know flyers. I, you know, I'm not a great hot, but when it comes, baseball is my favorite sport. Uh, you know, I love football. I love college basketball more than I love pro basketball. So I think um, when I started out, it was it was obviously a different era. We're talking about you know, I had some I had some issues, and I remember one time complaining to my, and there's two people that I'm going to bring up in this: my mother and Charles Barkley. Right. And that's the only time you'll ever hear my mother's name in with Charles Barkley ever. <laughs> but. I, I, I think when I really early on, I was working at a radio station, you know, right out of college and the sports director quit and I wanted that job. And so I, I went to them and I said, I'll do it. And they said, well, you're the, you're the news reporter. I just took whatever I, I graduated the radio degree. I got a radio job and I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I went and I, I got um, credentials for the Sixers, Flyers, you know, Phillies, every Eagles. And they said, well, we're not going to pay you to go cover this game. So I'm like, I don't care. You know, I just, I was super happy to go and cover them and not get paid. And I did it for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden, like five months went by and I thought, I have this job. I mean, I'm, they never had anybody who went to the games because right. the station was not in Philadelphia. So I lived in Philadelphia. So I would go to the games. I'd file reports. I'd bring tape in. I mean, I was doing stuff that no one at that radio station had ever done. And five months later, they said, we found a guy to do the job and I went and it really, it really upset. And, and by the way, that person turned out to be a friend of mine. And he, when he understood what happened, he was horrified. Right. He took the job. I mean, God, I would take, I would do the same. It's thing. not his fault. No, it was not his fault. And, but we wound up being friends for years and years and years, but you know, they just, they didn't care. They were like, we cannot have a woman doing this, but we're going to do use everything she had. I went immediately to WIP started as a producer, but when I was really young and I want to say 21, 22, I was at a Sixers practice and all three of us are old enough to remember the name Lisa Olson. Yep. Uh, was it Boston Globe or Boston, uh, uh, Boston Herald, I Herald. believe. I think Boston it was Herald. Herald. Who, okay. were, who uh, we should point out was the Patriots beat writer and uh, was uh, there was the subject of unwanted comments by Patriots players uh, and the organization in the locker room in the locker room. It was was really an ugly situation. And so I show up at Sixers practice at, at St. Joe's 
and I show up and, you know, Charles, it's Charles's team and I'm there and I'm one of two. It's me and Donna McQuillan and that's it. Right. And, and I'm a baby at that time. And Charles pulls me aside and he says, I just want to let you know, this is my team. And if anyone ever bothers you, you come to me and I will handle it. And, you know, to have like a superstar like that, not only like, you know, say to me, tell me that I was, I was protected. I mean, it was like, Charles probably doesn't remember it in a million years, but I've never forgotten it. And I've, you know, sometimes people say, Oh, I don't like Charles Barkley. I go, let me tell you something. I have a, I have a completely different viewpoint because that was me that I, I, that could have gone two different ways, right? you know, for me as a young reporter. And, you know, it's just like, you ever have any problems, you come to me and I'll handle it. This is my team. That stuff does not happen in my locker room. Really? And it was, it was really remarkable. And so from that moment on, I like, and my, what my mom said was, you know, you pick this business, deal with it. So I've never, you know, and Kevin and Mark, Mike, you know, this, I, I don't make a big deal out of it. I've never said anything about it. I, um, cause I think when you say stuff about it, it kind of like makes it a big deal. But my issues happened when I was so long ago, 20 years ago. I haven't dealt with them in so long, so it's not an issue to me anymore. Was there ever a point, like, after you were sort of semi-established, let's say, where you thought maybe people didn't take you seriously because you were a woman? I I will tell you what I was helped by, the fact that social media didn't exist. Okay. I'm really lucky that I started out because, believe me, I got letters at the station. Uh, They would come in, so I did get very ugly, ugly stuff that would come in you know, you belong in a kitchen and, and I would reply to them. I mean, I would, I, if they left their, their return address, my reply was, you don't want me in a kitchen. I would kill you. So if that's where you want, I'm more than happy to come and cook for you. Um, but, um, you know, that was the sort of stuff I got, but it was all by mail. There was no, this immediacy where that could gain traction with like-minded people. So I was lucky. You know, I, I see some of the women in my business today because I, you know, I follow them mm-hmm. and I see the stuff they have. to. It's why I got off of Twitter publicly. You know, I have an account just to follow, you know, Kevin Cooney because he's so much fun on good Twitter. Good for you. Yes. You but know. just for news uh, sake. No, good yeah, for her, so though. That's to, fine. Yeah, to keep up with it. But yeah, I'm not she does Twitter on her own terms. That's the way I you do should it. do Twitter. Well, <laughs> well, Mike, I used to do it. I used to post fun pictures of me and my son. Like, no lie. I pictured I posted a picture of me and my son when he was like three years old in a baby pool of our feet. And the very first tweet I got was, you should get that mole checked down on your foot. That looks like cancer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it was a piece of dirt. Do you, in, in that, in that sense, I mean, yeah, you know, I'll mention like Natalie, who, you know, from working oh, on the I morning know, show. I know Natalie does a terrific job. Right. I'm but, but proud. I mean, Natalie, Natalie's very public on social media. Yeah. And I know that the station's, kind of want them public on social media that that's a slippery slope it, it really is i mean i there's a guy who writes for the washington post and i can't remember what his name is but i'll never forget it he writes for the washington post his wife is a writer for the washington post and one day he posted about what she gets on twitter and what he gets on twitter and he did them kind of like back to back and it blew my mind i was like oh my god you know i remember getting that i mean I got off of Twitter because I was tired of waking up to the re- and and I will say this: ninety percent of the people I dealt with on Twitter were so great, helped mm-hmm. me out with the show. Sure, would tweet to me. We'd be talking about something there. 
Rhea, no, that's not right. This is, and you know, and it was a really great tool for me, but to wake up every morning to the real nastiness, like you just reach a point where I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. I just, I kind of got tired of it. Um, but you know, Natalie, I mean, God bless her. I was, you know, I I can't imagine what she deals with. People used to ask me, we had a, when we started going online with a lot of stuff, they'd have comments. Yeah. You know, and somebody said to me one day, they go, well, did you read that comment? I said, I don't read comments. No. They go, well, what do you want? I said, well, look, if the person says he loved my story, okay, wonderful. But I'm going to hit the one where they say they hated my story and I'm an idiot. You know, and then how am I going to react? I said, I don't, I don't want to do and, that. And you can't I, really I, respond either. That's the thing. No, like, you're you know just what? a punching bag. Some people some do, though. Oh, I, I know. And that's where you get in Twitter wars, and I don't want to yeah, be. You can't. And, no. I, and I learned, like, I when my son was born, I remember Philly.com posted it, and I made sure that I never read the comments because yeah. I was like, they're not going to ruin that moment. So yeah. you know, I've just I've just learned that you know I follow stuff on Twitter and I'm on it, and I don't post, so I'm not on. But I just follow because it can be very toxic, but it also can be hilariously funny, like it. It can be a great tool for everything that we do, yep. mm-hmm. but there's a toxic element to it that I don't care for. Rhea Hughes, the uh, I couldn't have summed that up better. That, that was beautiful. <laughs> you I love been that. Try, you've been trying for two years to sum it up when, and saying she, why am I on it? She did it. No, no, I never said why are you on it, but I questioned like 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 how, why you're on it the way you're on it. That's my. Oh, Kevin, you're, Kevin, you bring some you. of it upon I mean, yourself. Think you just you go back and forth with people, and I'm like, yeah. You know what? Kevin, why? You are, you, you blow my mind some of the conversations you get into. But I would say is, I follow and read every single one. Well, and, and here's the other part of it. Don't encourage them. Please no, no, don't no, no, encourage no, no. them. Now, here, I have learned, especially since I'm not doing the paper thing anymore, I've learned to tune back a little bit. And, because honestly, yeah. there's some stuff I wish I could put out there that would just make me look awful. It ain't worth it. Yeah. It ain't worth it. No, it ain't worth it. So, Rhea. No, can I just tell you real quick one thing? Sure. There are occasionally, usually around five o'clock in the morning, I kind of, I, I walk down the hallway and I sit and enjoy my cup of coffee for about five to seven minutes before the craziness starts. Yeah. And then I see what Angelo has posted and I go, oh boy. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, no. that, I, I've been in that office at four thirty, five o'clock so in the morning when, when I used to go in for Big Daddy. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting because he, he, People should know. he, he starts winding up about three o'clock. Would you agree yeah. when he walks in the office? Yeah, it's, it gets, but when I realize sometimes like he'll yell and scream and we're talking, but literally when I walk down the hallway and I'm sitting and have my coffee and I go on Twitter and I see what he's tweeted, usually around five oh five, I go, Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> This is how this morning's going. You mentioned, and last question, I swear. You mentioned about how you guys can clash. But can you talk about how important he's been to your career? Oh, my God. So, you know, when you go back to, you know, how I was able to do, how I was able to start in this business being a woman, Angelo does not care what gender you are, what color you are, what religion you are. The only thing he cares about is you show up on time, you deliver, you are engaged in the show. He never, like, he, he's the only person, like, I've ever worked with who literally only cares about what you deliver while you're working. I mean, that's it. He doesn't care. And so I've been very lucky in that aspect that, you know, he's, 
he's never had to champion me because he just, he's been supportive just because I'm there and he, you know, always, he always goes out of his way to say how loyal I am and how I work really hard for him. And I will tell you, there was one time there was a situation, um, and it was not a good situation and I let him know about it and he confronted the person and, uh, what I loved about it, the line he used is there's only one under 800 pound gorilla at this radio station and it's me. <laughs> And you stay away from her. And, and, I, and I love that. So, you know, like what I, what I love about him is, you know, he's, he's been a great mentor. He's had my back. He's nuts. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. And I love it. And he never lets you ease up on the pedals. So and, and, and when we had him on, he said that yeah. when it, it ever is over for you guys, yeah, you'll probably never talk to him again either way. Well, that's because- not true because I, listen, I, you know, he might not ever talk to Al again, although I doubt that because they've been together. God, those they've yeah. been together over 30 years. Um, I talk to his wife all the time. So, right. so there's very little chance. I'll have to talk to him because I like Gail. Okay. So, um, but no, I mean, listen, he always likes to joke around that he has no friends, but you know, he's, um, he's been, a he's been real good to me over the years and I consider him, you know, like I said, all those things, he's nuts. He drives me crazy. I would never, ever want to work for anybody else in the world because it's just, he makes it fun. I mean, I go into work every day and I have a blast. It's nuts sometimes. And sometimes I have to, I have to manage a lot of stuff and traffic cop it, but I'm never bored. That's for sure. Hey, Rhea, did the Al win tonight? They they won, wait, they won No, 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 footballs. Oh, wait, it's only five o'clock. At the South Florida's. Will they win the night? Will they win the night? This one. I can't figure this team out. Yeah, how about they that? They started off so well. They got killed in Buffalo. That game two weeks ago, I mean, I still haven't recovered. I mean, I, they stopped scoring because the last time I saw it was 63 points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to make of this team yet. I, I, I think they have a great defense. It certainly did not show up in their last game. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what to make of this They don't travel yet, well. It doesn't seem do like, no. They do not. But you know what? I, um, uh, I don't know South Florida. That's uh, listen. Yeah. I thought they would compete in their last game, and there was no competition I took in that them. game whatsoever. And and the uh, the Iron McKees were losing to the Drexels early in the second half. I, you know, I I, really I love Aaron. Aaron. I wish him. I love. Yeah. That, you know, I was in college when I, Aaron and I are not that far apart in age, and uh, and I saw him play in college. You know, up close and personal. And right. I I hope it works. You know, I got listen. I want to go further than the first round of the NCAA. That's that's my hopes. Is it because of the 2001 was the last time I know (laughs) believe me. My, my son literally goes, walks by and goes, Oh, temples on He literally walks (laughs) out of the room. He just goes, Oh God, no, it doesn't matter. Football or basketball. You know, people never, people never realized how great John Cheney was when when he was doing it. And I loved off, you know, and I told people Dolph did a great job replacing him. But boy, when you go to five final eights in like thirteen years, and people yeah. take it for granted yeah. at yeah. Temple, yeah. Oh, come on. Well, by the way, we have Billy King who's working with us now. You know, obviously from Duke. And real quick story: I said I met Billy for the first time when he just got named general manager. We showed up at an event to do together, and we got out. And I said, uh, "I said, oh, you're you're Billy King, you know the six And he goes, "Yeah." And he said, "Oh, I just came from." Coach Cheney's practice, it was super early. And I said, oh, my God, I love Cheney. You know, I'm a Temple grad. And he goes, oh, well, you don't like me. And, I mean, we're walking into a hospital for a charity event. 
And Mike, I came to a dead stop and I go, you, you're not that Billy King. And he goes, and he shakes his head and I go, you, I literally stop in the middle of the parking lot. I go, you hassled Mark Macon into three for 29 shooting. And I literally went on a rant for six for 29. Oh, okay. I said three for 29 and, and he stops and he goes, no one has ever quoted the opponent shooting against me in my entire life. You're my new favorite person. <laughs> and, and now he's working with us. And can I tell you now, we both, I show up when I know Billy's coming in on usually on Tuesdays, I wear my temple shirt and he wears his Duke shirt. So we're still battling. Yeah. So. Rhea Hughes from 94 WIP, the morning show. Go get some sleep. Rhea, thanks a lot. Uh, you're at the Borgata, I believe, on Friday morning, correct? Yeah, on Friday morning. Yep. So uh, give a listen. Rhea, thanks All a lot. Right. You got it, guys, anytime. Thanks, Rhea. Our thanks to Rhea Hughes for joining us. Those were some interesting stories. I got a story like hers. Go ahead. So uh, you're, you're old enough. I'm sure you, you're old enough to remember. 81 playoffs, and the Phillies come back from two games, nothing down against Montreal. That George Vukovic. Right. So I go to the next game. We got seats. Carlton against Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Carlton strikes out the side in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Long story short, they lose 4 nothing. Rodgers pitches, I think, a four-hitter. So about 10, 12, 15, I don't know, a while ago, I go to this charity golf thing. Mm-hmm. And there's all these former old major league kind of guys. Well, Steve Rogers was one of the guys. I just walked over to him. I said, Steve, I said, you <laughs> broke my heart. And I had, you know, I smile, and he smiled at me. I said, you pitched. I said, you don't know how good. <laughs> and he just smiled, and he, he said, I appreciate that, and. But he broke our hearts that day because we thought we, you know, we had Carlton on the mound. How are you not winning game five at home with Carlton? But we didn't. But they didn't. And it I'm not happens. sure they would have won the World Series that year, but they were. Well, Montreal good. lost to the Dodgers in seven. In five. It was the best There were only five. fives then? Yeah. In, in the, you're right, because the Astros, Phillies were five, right? Yeah. Um, and then I guess the, the Dodgers beat the Yankees in six. Yeah, after losing the first two. Yeah, I know this. If there wasn't, when the strike happened, the Phillies were the best, best team, team in baseball. Yep. Whether that would have continued for the whole year if they had never had the work stoppage, I don't know. Uh, you ready? So, I sort of. I I had people, I'll do the best I can. We'll, we'll start with the pros. Just find me where you want to go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me to a party. If they're betting in the back, I've been working on my life. All right, Mike. It hasn't been easy. I think I did okay last week. Yeah. I won two I've won a teaser. Not I think I gave it out here, but I won a teaser back to back weeks on Better's Insider. Yes, you have. It's kinda hard to do for me. I don't know about other people. I don't know why Axel B just popped up, but Because okay. it's a good little tune. It is. But we don't usually start the pick segment with that, so we can. We can. You you want you want you want to start with that? Okay. Whatever. Okay. You, you you got your hands on the control. You can start with whatever. There you, you go. Want. You love, go. Love story for whatever the heck. I I don't care. You know. Go ahead. What? You go first. Are we doing colleges? We're gonna start with uh, the colleges. Uh, you want? You know what? Let's start with the pros since the Eagles are not playing. Start with the pros. I, and I like you said once again. It's a real quick look. I had people over my house doing things today. Um, and I am going to throw a teaser. I like it's some bad games. I like the Giants giving two and a half to the Jets. 
well, I don't think the Giants are much. Congratulations to the Jets because I have them too. <laughs> I mean, it's a two and a half line. The Jets are a dumpster fire. Yeah, they and, are. And I think the Giants aren't. And I, don't even, I think the Jets are the home team, actually. Not that it matters. They play in the same building. I just kind of think the Giants are going to win the game. Now they could win by one, which won't do me any good. But the Jets are just like, I mean, Adam Gaze, the rumor is, it, it, like, if they don't win this game, he's gone. How can you be gone? The Jets would be paying three coaches. That's hard to do. Really? Yeah. But you know what they should have They should have hired Mike McCarthy. That, that was their... Or Matt Matt Rule. No, no, no. Mike McCarthy is the logical. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. I know he had issues the last couple years with Rodgers, and we don't know who's. But Mike McCarthy was was a guy. Yep. And he works with Dad, but whatever. That's why they're the Jets. All right, second pick. Oh, so you took the Giants also? Yes. Okay. You're going to love these two. I'm taking the Browns. Again, laying two and a half. And they're playing. Who are they playing? The Bills. The Bills. I just think, and I like the Bills. This is not like an anti-Bill pick. The Browns got to win a game at some point. The Bills aren't much offensively, and this probably means the Bills will go down there and win because Sean McDermott's a better coach than, than the guy. Freddie Kitchens. Like. I just think the Browns are due to win a game. Man, maybe I'm an idiot, but I'm going to take the Browns. I actually have listed on that game. I took the Bills. Okay, I'll fine. take the three. It was two I think, well, see, I got two and a half. Right. I'll take the three. I think the Bills are a better team. I think their defense forces base Baker Mayfield in the turnovers. Mayfield hasn't been able to I didn't tell you ball. I put a lot of thought into this. No, I, mean, I understand. And my third game is on a similar note. The Bears, who were given two and a half to the Lions. At, they got to win a game. I, I mean, they, they have to. Um, They don't have to because, obviously, they could go four and 12. Sure, but um, and I think the Lions are okay. The Lions, you know, it's a division game. Usually, I just see the Bears winning, you know, by somewhere between a field goal and a touchdown, and so I just backed three teams that you know you wouldn't give me a nickel for. But that's where I'm rolling. My final NFL pick: I'm taking the Vikings, getting three in Dallas. No, you're not going to like it, but I, I, I was looking at the Vikings side of that game. I just think one. I know Mike said, well, you know, it's a division game on the road. I thought Dallas did not look good the other night at all. I thought, honestly, if the Giants had a competent offense, Giants win the football game. Giants really could put the that Vikings game away. The Vikings are probably early. the better, but the Vikings should have won in Kansas City. That bothers me a little bit. You know, you're, you're playing them without Mahomes. You should be able to go in and win that game. And I give all Kansas City all the credit. It wasn't like Minnesota gave the game to them. But that just bothers me. But they're, they're, I, they, I, like I said, if you put a gun to my head and said pick a side in that game, I would likely take the Vikings also. So I'm going to take the Vikings plus the three. So Bills plus three, Vikings plus three, Giants minus two and a half. Those are my well, NFL picks. I got a three-team teaser for you. Go ahead. The Baltimores are, I think, a nine or a nine and a half point favorite against the Bengalis. Bengalis would, are awful. I would take the ball, the, the, um, the Baltimore's down to a pick'em, basically. And of course, the Bengals. We should point out no Andy Dalton this week. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I don't. Bengals think ba- are in full Baltimore tank mode. Baltimore might not kill them. I think the first game was close. I think Baltimore. Right. Uh, yeah, so that'll knock that down to what three? No, knock it down to like a pick because I'm playing a three-team team. Okay, go ahead. The Saints are playing somebody not good. Um, laying like thirteen. Falcons. 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 Right now, and especially on the road. So you can get the fat the Saints down to about four. 
I'm going to learn this week to make sure to follow who you're picking because you okay. said Seattle last week and I totally okay. was doing something okay. else. <laughs> and I would take the Colts, right? who I believe are like a 10-point favorite over a not good team. And, and I apologize. The Colts? The Colts. Who is Indianapolis playing? Miami. Miami's. At home. So I would tease the Colts down to like a win. So you would take the Colts at home. The Saints at home. The Saints at home. The Baltimore's on the road. And the Baltimore's on the so road. So all Baltimore and the Colts have to do is win. The Saints have to win by four or five. I love that you just like create team names out of the city. The Baltimore's. I, I've. It's what it is. Just, you know, the way you. The Bengalis. Yeah. Bengalis. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you Smooth. right now. I'm, I'm gonna have a lot more difficult time with the colleges. Yeah, because, let's go to the colleges because okay. I got a couple here too. So I, there was a lot of because I, I what I do is I write them down and then I kind of go. I got. I got. A I few, have one over under. Actually, I've got three over unders that I could give you if I didn't want to give you a game, but I think I should give a game out. Go ahead. I'm going to take the K States plus seven at Texas. Oh man. Well, we really got to start talking. On this no. Stuff. Why? Why should you should shouldn't be any influence? I just think. And I like Texas. I'm, I'm a Texas kind of per. I've been on them a lot this year. K-State's been playing really good. Yeah, they have. And I'm not sure they're going to win the game, although I did see somebody say you might want to look into the outright, the money line. I mean, maybe. But I think getting a touchdown just seems like th- that could be deciding that game. Okay, am I picking one here? Yeah, um, you took K- did you like K-State? I like too? K-State as well. Okay. Get the seven. Um, Excuse me. You know, because honestly, I don't know what Texas is. Texas, uh, Texas, is a good team. They're, they're good. good. They're good, but then they lay an egg against Kansas, and well, they, 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 they did Kansas. win. They, well, but that happens almost every team. You know, I could I could pick almost any team. I mean, Clemson almost lost to North Carolina, which is the reason why they're fifth in the in the standings this week when their record is as good as Alabama's. But yeah, you know, I'm just that, that perception can be a goofy thing. All right, go ahead. Okay, I got it. You don't want okay, okay. I got I got three over unders, and I usually don't do this, but I'm going to give you three over unders. I'm going to give you the West Virginias and the Texas Techs under fifty nine and a half. Okay, West Virginia's offense not that good. It, it just seems to me like that game's going to have to get into the thirties, right? And that seems kind of high. I'm also going this. Let me see. I want to make sure I got it right. The Wake Forests and the Virginia Techs. I'm also going under 63. Now, Wake Forest scores. But I in this game, I, I saw some kind of weird stat where like they've gone under in like right. six or the last seven games or, or something. So I, And I, I love the Clausens, but I just don't know if they're going to beat the VTEX. Um, if I was going to take a side in that game, I would take the Wakes. And what's your last not over under? And, and this is a weird one, and I don't know exactly. Purdue and Northwestern, under 40. Northwestern scored six points in its last three games. Now, they might score 30 this week. I have no idea. Purdue is not that good. And Purdue got me last week with uh, the Nebraskas. What a dog Nebraska is. Jeez. And it could be cold out there. It could. It could be like a snow. It's going to be cold here. Yeah. 40 is low. Like 40, I I usually don't like playing when it's that low, but I'll I'll try those three. All right. I got my one over under. I might as well say that now. I got three more actual picks. Sure. Go for it. LSU Alabama, the over under is sixty three and a half. You got to go under, don't you? You got to go under. I know it's Burrow, and yeah. I know it's Tua, and I know. Do you the know te- LSU hasn't scored 
more than 20 points against Bama since that 2-11 game that they won 9-6 to six I in mean, overtime? I it, mean, it's just the history of this game is low scoring. Yeah, I didn't even look at that. This but is, but when I go, when you say something, I go on betters insider. It always winds up losing. I mean, I I just think this is a low scoring game. I it would stun me if this game got out of well, the 40s. 63, I mean, you know, you can have a final like thirty one twenty seven, and you're still going to cover it. Yeah, and that's a fairly high scoring game. Sixty three and a half is just way too much. Yeah. I think it's people got caught I mean, up, and you don't know what the weather's going to be there either. Right? People got caught up in the names. You know, the two Heisman. Potential if you had to finals, take a side in that game, which side would you take? I would take LSU, grab the points. See, I think I would too, and that scares me because there is way more going against Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Not, anywhere. Uh, no. And but especially in Tuscaloosa. No. More so on the road because in Tuscaloosa you're giving you're giving more but I'm saying is it just scares me to go against Alabama. A team that's you know, won like, you know, fifty of their last fifty five games or whatever the heck the number would be. But six and a half just seems like you know, if, if LSU, I'm not saying LSU, if LSU can't get it done this time, and two is supposedly going to play. I mean, that's right. the way it looks. Well, you know, he can go out the first series of the game. It is somebody could jump on his ankle. Yeah. Okay. What's your all others? right? My others: Baylor. I'll lay two. And you know, I was against looking TCU. at that game, and once again, it just looks like one of those. And you know who they got after this? Oklahoma oh, and Texas. Texas. Both at home. I beat our last game to. But this, it just. I would probably play the Matt rules, yeah, just because. But they've lost like three straight in that series. Um, I don't know. It, it, it just. I think people are betting on a Gary Patterson team, thinking it's got traditional Gary Patterson team. Well, no, you're thinking that unbeaten teams got to start losing. Yeah. That, that's what happens in college football. Speaking of unbeaten, I'll take Michigan. Or I'm sorry, I'll take Minnesota. Get the seven against Penn State. I think Penn State wins the game. But Penn State doesn't play pretty football. So here's the one thing you got to hope doesn't happen. Penn State doesn't get up early. Because then it could, like, if you told me, if you asked me to pick a side in this game, I would take them. Just for the same, and and that's what you get suckered into these things sometimes. Because, like, well, I got to take LSU in the six and a half. Okay, yep. I, I get it. But if Penn State gets out early, yeah, like 17-7 or something or whatever, I think it's hard for Minnesota, the way they play, to come back. And apparently, the way I've heard people talking, they're all psyched up about playing, like, at noon. Like, we were asking why they didn't want the night game. And and I think part of it, too, if you're Minnesota, you're th- you're probably, the more I thought of this, if you're Minnesota, you probably get more attention at noon than you would playing the 8 o'clock game against LSU and Alabama. Is that on at night? I believe it's a night game. I wasn't sure. I think you're, that's. You're, I think you're, that's. You're the, probably right. You're probably right. I think that's the CB, CBS game. The okay. CBS. Yeah. It is a CBS Maybe that's game. Why, yeah. So somebody should tell Miss. No, it is a three thirty game. Yeah. Boy, how so, is that not an eight o'clock game? I don't know. I don't know. What's on CBS at eight o'clock? I don't know. NCIS. Wizard of Oz. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. I, I mean, let, the last game for me. Let, let me ask you. Oh, go ahead. You got one more. I got one more. I'm taking the Dukies. Take the eight at home. Okay. Notre Dame, Notre Dame's going to get you. Notre Dame they're, they're get is you. so maddening. They're going to get you. That's why some teams you got to stay away from because you have a rooting interest in it. And, and now I, I can see the Notre Dameers winning by like two touchdowns. You know, just because because they almost lost last week to the VTEX. Seven thirty game in Durham. Dur- uh, Duke's four and four. They're not awful. I don't last know. Time they beat them the last time I think, didn't they? 
They played him in 2016. David Cutliffe is pretty yeah, good coach. He's not a bad coach. Um, I don't know where Notre Dame goes. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, look, yeah, that last drive with Van Brook book was great, and it makes you forget that for three quarters he was awful. But that was coming off of Michigan too. You know, you don't know how a teams going to react coming well, and, off of that. I mean, and they so reacted. I'll take so I'll take yeah. over a touchdown on at home. Yeah, I'll take I, the team. I hear you. So so let let's. Do this for a second. So that's the picks. Let's segment. Let's say, because I, I this is I love college football because everybody has it figured out and they're going to tell me what's going to happen and and then next week you, you got to change fifteen things. What happens if Minnesota wins this week? Well, Clemson, is, Clemson goes into the playoff. Apparently, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, and plays on, and then Penn State beats Ohio State. Let's say for sake of argument, okay, the game's at Ohio State, right? Yeah. Okay. Just saying, they, they, they could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. And then Penn State would probably want to play Minnesota again in the um in, in the Big Ten okay. championship. That might knock the Big Ten out of the playoff. Oh, what am I saying? I, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. The SEC champ would be in. Clemson would be in. That's two. Right. Okay? Then you would have a one-loss Big Ten champ. But if it's Penn State beating Minnesota again... You know, and, I, you, I, and, I, and Penn I'm just State would also have Ohio State on the resume too. Okay, but what if Oklahoma runs the table and is sitting there at twelve and one, or Oregon runs the table and is twelve and one with with their only loss would be a good loss, you know, to Auburn. I'm just saying is it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Big Ten could annihilate itself. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you take Ohio State out of the equation and Penn State has a loss. I'm just saying, you know, it, it's stranger, goofier stuff has happened. I, I think, like I think Oregon is the more likely of those teams to get in. Um, yeah, but what if Oklahoma beats Baylor and yeah, you know that, wins that, the, Oklahoma, that Oklahoma loss? The, that Oklahoma fine. loss was so bad. But I'm just telling you, you know how this stuff works. Oh, I know. You know, they go into the Big Twelve title game and maybe they beat. Uh, Taylor, Texas. Texas again by a hundred. You know, like we saw with Ohio State the one year when they they blew out Wisconsin. I'm just saying is, I don't think Minnesota's going. To pro- I mean, Minnesota could lose to Penn State and still be in the, the title game, I guess. Um, but if you get all these teams with one loss, it changes a lot of stuff. Um, because in a perfect world, what should happen is if Penn State and Ohio State playing are unbeaten, and the winner obviously goes to the, and then you got to root for that winner. I don't think – I think Clemson's in the playoffs. Well, you would assume. But right? but although everybody's talking this week, oh, my God, Clemson's fifth. Yeah, dudes, cal- calm down, calm down. One and two is playing and three and four. Or two, play, or two, two and three, three are playing. And one and four doesn't matter. Play. So two of those teams are going to have losses. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that whole college football thing is so stupid. So they rate Penn State above Clemson because of its two wins. That's what they said. The two wins over Iowa and Michigan. Well, why won't you rate them then over Alabama? Who? Uh, yeah. Well, well, what's the difference? Clemson and Alabama. If you look on paper right now, they're the same team. <laughs> the only difference is Clemson has the one point win at North Carolina. Well, let's also be honest. And Clemson hasn't won in Mike, two years. Haven't lost in two years. Like part of it would be also that Clemson. Clemson plays in a conference. You're not following not, my logic, Kevin. No, I, I am following Kevin, your logic. If Alabama and Clemson, right now on paper, mm-hmm. I can look and show you, they're basically the same team. 
Okay, Alabama doesn't have no... They've both beaten Texas A&M. That's their big win, okay? Clemson hasn't lost in two years, and they beat Alabama by 100 in the title game last year. You put Penn State over Clemson. Okay, fair enough. Penn State's got two good wins. Why won't you put Penn State over Alabama? Just to, just give me the give me the reason. And why isn't LSU number one? LSU's got more good wins than anybody. LSU went to Texas and won. No, but they got another one. They went. They Florida, beat Auburn and Florida. Florida. They beat Auburn, Florida, and Texas. But you're going to tell me that Ohio State's better because it's the eye test. Okay. Well, the eye test then, yeah, if that's what you're going to go, they come up with reasons for whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Penn State, by their logic, should be ahead of Bama. Bama and Clemson should be four and five. The Penn State should be three. Ohio State should be two. Actually, Penn State should be ahead of Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State's best win is Wisconsin. Okay. And I'll, I'll give the, that. Right. And Penn State beat and they, Iowa and Michigan. But they have no road wins of significance. They, you know, all Nebraska. some teams do. But all I'm saying is that's the logic you're going to use. To me, LSU should be number one. They've got three wins over three legitimate teams. Florida? Well, I think I think the other part is, too, that the ranking showed. And I, I, the pool is not real deep. Okay? I know Oklahoma's nine. And I can't. But that has nothing to do with no, LSU no, no. not being number one. No. But what I'm saying is when you look at the rankings and the way they came out the first week, okay, you're right. They're going to have the two teams eliminate themselves. By the way, if Alabama loses this week... Not necessarily eliminate themselves. You know, if LSU loses by a field goal at Bama... Right. They're not out of it. If Bama loses, I think Bama's if out. If Bama loses by a field goal, no. If Bama loses by 10, 14, yeah, they could be in some trouble. But if LSU goes on to beat a number one ranked team and your only loss was to LSU... Okay, you know, and they go on and they beat Auburn. No, 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 no. no, no nothing is, is, is over. If you're in the SEC, you can get in with one loss. It's going to be harder if there's a whole bunch of conference champions with one loss. So if Oregon ends up with one loss or Utah, you know, whatever. Right. Um, If Oklahoma ends up with one loss and is a conference champion and Ohio State or Penn State end up with one loss, so that's a problem. So let's play the scenario out. Let's say Georgia and LSU play. Don't do this. No, don't, don't do this. LSU beats Alabama. Yeah, don't, don't. Then LSU goes to the SEC championship game, loses to Georgia. Yeah. There's no way Alabama gets in at that point. I would say Georgia gets in. Georgia gets in and LSU probably gets in. Uh, depends, if, there, if, there's a second, if there's a second well, SEC Well, let me team. ask you a question. And here's the, the problem when you come in. Would you take a one-loss LSU non-SEC champ over Clemson? I can't. I can't. I, and you and, if, have and if you tell me that last year doesn't matter, I don't want to hear that crap. It does matter. It's the same reason why Alabama should get every benefit, benefit of the because doubt. Because there's only one team right now you could say with maybe not 100% certainty, but 99% certainty is going to finish undefeated, and that's Clemson. No, 100%. Yeah, 99%. But you can't leave the defending national champion who's won two of the last three titles, beat Alabama by a slew last year, and okay, they they haven't... And lately, by the way, if you've noticed, they've been playing a lot better the last three weeks. But I'm just saying, you cannot leave them out. That's just my opinion. The the committee could put... But if you end up with like six one-loss teams, seven one-loss teams, which... Probably you still could, I'm guessing, if this 
if the goofy things happen, like you said, somebody's going to get left out yeah, because you can't take three SEC teams. I'm guessing, especially if if Ohio State runs the table, mm-hmm. let's say they're in. I mean, I've, it goes without saying. Um, you know, and, and then yeah, God forbid you could have a Penn State. Let's say Penn State goes to Ohio State and loses by a point. Yeah, it comes that guy kicks a field goal at the end of the game, it's and, they're, and they're eleven and one. Okay, season ends and Alabama's eleven and one. Season ends and and Penn State could sit there and go, whoa, timeout. We got one loss. Mm-hmm. We got some good wins. We lost to that team by one on their field. And, I'm just and saying. this is a Penn State that got screwed three years ago when they won the Big Ten and didn't get to go. Yeah, but I don't. And think Ohio State did go because they beat Wisconsin. No, no, no. Which which are you talking about? Your Penn State won, right? With Barkley and McSorley and all that. Ohio mm-hmm. State beat. They beat Ohio State head on to the head block field goal on the block field goal, and got into got into the Big Ten title game because of that, but because Ohio State was ranked higher by the pollsters and didn't have to go through a Big Ten title game. Are you sure about that? Yes, Be- because I remember that was the year that Penn State went to the Rose Bowl and lost, lost to USC. USC. But why? But I'm still trying to figure. I'd have to go back and look at it. Why? Ohio State with one loss at Penn State got into the playoffs. If Penn State beat Wisconsin, Penn State win- was ranked lower for no, the no, rest no, of no, the season. No, 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 no. But that—that's that's if Penn also State- Penn State had lost the pit earlier in that year. I remember that, but hold on a second. See, that would be two fifteen, two sixteen, I think. Okay, let me see because because that 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 doesn't. It does ring a bell, but it doesn't ring a bell. That Penn State. Are you sure there wasn't another mitigating? Was that the year that they beat Wisconsin in the in the Big Ten title game? Yeah. Okay, let's see something here. Hold on a second, because I'm confused now. I'm sure you're right, but I'm just so it'd be the 2016 college football playoffs. 2017 college football playoffs. 17 college football playoffs. While we're while we're looking this I'm sorry, up, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch the topic. Go ahead, switch the topic. I'm just curious now. You, so, so Clemson, give, give a plug, give a plug for the sandwich you had this afternoon. It was tremendous. It was um well, the name and where you can get it at Fink's. I don't think it's called Fink's Deli. I think it's just called Fink's at uh, on Princeton Avenue in Northeast Philly, just off of uh, Tarsdale. And in the month of November, they do a Thanksgiving, which is turkey stuffing. They make homemade turkey the stuffing, cranberry jelly that they kind of make. It's a it's not like cranberry jellies. And then they give you the gravy on the side. And I'm going to probably eat about three of them. And we're trying to talk them into coming up with a uh, Murray Fink's Christmas. And the ladies dealing with the idea of coming up with ham, like some kind of homemade ham, a salsa, a sauce kind of, um, she was thinking walnuts and um, apples, like diced apples, and some cheddar cheese kind of thing, and... Um, and I believe I, I I said a mustard, like the kind of Hickory Farms mustard you get. That's kind of like the the sweet, spicy kind of one. Uh, by the way, I, let me stand corrected. Yeah, I, I, Kevin, I, I, it was it was. Tell me which year it was. It was 2017, right at the end of the 2016 season, right? Ohio State did not get in. Yeah, you, it was Georgia, Oklahoma. Right. I, I knew Ohio State didn't get in ahead of them. They're, they're, that, that doesn't happen. You don't win the Big Ten championship. Beat the team and not get into the playoff. That's that just doesn't happen. I'm sorry, not in this right. world. But 
they I, th- fin- I think the, I think he, then it, it came, came down, down to, to them or what was it? Them or Alabama. Ju- Alabama did not get to the Big Ten yeah. title game or and, the, uh, the SEC I, like title I said, game. I give Alabama every benefit. Alabama is probably the defending national champ. I'm guessing they, they're every other year they're defending yeah. national champ. Yeah, and, and maybe Penn that, State got screwed. I don't know. Uh, who knows? They lost to Pitt. You're right. That was the year they lost to Pitt. Pitt. No, no, no. Didn't Michigan clock them too? I think that was the year Michigan clocked them. It was. Okay. They lost to Pitt. Okay, like forty-eight, forty-five. It was like it was like, and then Michigan like dented them, like big time. Call up the the Penn State schedule um, that year. I'm doing that right now. Uh, beat Kent State, lost to Pitt. Right. Beat Temple by seven. Right. Lost to Michigan 49-10, yeah. then they beat Minnesota. And here's my answer to Penn State. First of all, they had two losses. Yeah. They weren't one loss. You lose 49-10, to don't tell me how you should be in a playoff. I'm sorry. That's, it, it's okay. They won the Big Ten Championship, and then they blew the game against SC, where, yeah. the, where the coach kind of lost control of what he was trying to do. And, um, of course, the, the, by the way, the one thing we talked about to Dave Jones at the beginning of the year, it's starting. Uh, all I know is this: you you you've got a complex about him, and that's fine. I you, don't have a complex. No, Kevin, you come on here. They're eight and zero or nine and zero. I'm trying to remember what the record is. This guy has, and I he's know done he's, a wonderful he's not, job. He's not Vince Lombardi. I, I, I'll give you that. He's, he's not done Vince a Lombardi. great job. He's done better than a great job. This team was maybe supposed to win. Most people said like eight games. Eight games. This year. Okay, so I don't want to hear that they're going back into the same old thing. No, they're nine. And I'm not saying they're going back. You to the same just old. told me it's I said, starting to look like. What no, you his name is being linked with USC and Florida State. Uh, so what? You'll be happy. Wait, let me ask you a question. If you're him, I and I thought you were going in a different direction. No, 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 I, no. That's no. me being an ass. Um, which I do you? a lot. Yeah, get out. If you're him. Do either of those jobs are better than Penn State? USC. USC is better than Penn State. Florida State, no. But you if know, he you went, why but USC is better than Florida State? if he went State? there, could it, could it be better? No. Uh, He's got to go up against Dabo. Well. There's a ceiling. Okay. There's I, a ceiling. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, this sounds strange I'll to buy, say. I'll buy that. I don't know if Florida football is as good as it was 10 years ago. Which is the main recruiting base for Florida State. Eh, I, I think if, I'm going to tell you something. If Urban Meyer goes to Florida State, in three years, they'll be in the playoffs. I'll, may, I'll, I'll wager everything I have on my name. That if Urban Meyer goes there, you know what? Kids are going to go where, to Florida where do you, where State. Do you, and they're going to get coached up, and he's going to win. Because Urban Meyer wins wherever he where do, you, where do you think James Franklin has a better chance of succeeding? Oh, no, I think you're right about that. What I'm saying, you just said about Florida State football. If they get the right guy. Yeah. And I, my personal opinion, and I, I said the same thing about Notre Dame. And I'm not saying Urban Meyer is the best name out there. If you can live with the Urban Meyer baggage. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, Which you know, is significant. Ask questions. It is significant, but winning national championships is more significant to all these great universities. Mm-hmm. And if he's still young enough that you won't be hiring an old man, you won't be, you know, whatever. If you can deal with the question about Ohio State, like why did you make an idiot of yourself when you got up at the press conference? If I was Florida State, he'd be the first name. Now, the, the, the Oklahoma coach's name has yeah. been mentioned. and that Bob Stoops. That's a good choice too. But that's Bob, a real good choice. But Bob always lost one or two games a year, but that's okay. 
You know, if, if you're Florida State and you're taking one, that's not what you can. You, you don't want to be a nine-win team. You don't just because Willie Taggart stunk. You want to be that team that's challenging for national titles. Right. And like you said, you got Clemson in your league. Urban Meyer wouldn't give a crap about Clemson. He'd go in there. I'm not saying he beat Dabo the first year to say, yo, he may never beat Dabo, but Urban Meyer is not going eight and four every year. It ain't happening. You know it. I know it. Sooner or later, probably sooner, it'll be eleven and one, or it'll yeah, there'll be something where it'll you know, and which leads to the final question: Urban Meyer coaching next year? Or is he still in the Fox booth? Wow. Knowing nothing about nothing. Wow, because USC might go after him too, right? I mean, that was kind of a rumor. That's the rumor, but I'm hearing, you don't see him being. A I'm West hearing Coast guy. that they really aren't trending that way. Okay. Um, I think there's enough people who are scared of the urban baggage. That- See, I don't think... I think when push comes to shove, the baggage goes away. Everybody worries about that. Like, oh, you know, you know what? It, it, it's the first press conference. Right. It's the first press conference, and then everybody moves on. Because that's what they did when he left Florida and came to Ohio State. State. Um, boy, that's a good question. Uh, well, all well, right. Kelly, you think Kelly's going to be coaching Notre Dame next year? I mean... We can feel safe with that, that they're not going to get rid of him. Um, you know, I had a little birdie tell me, um, a guy who is an Notre Dame fan here. What who, if they go 10-2? and two? That Kelly is going to push for a contract extension. Okay, well, that gives him a reason. Okay, is his contract up? I believe it's got two more years. And he's pushing for, geez, okay. Um, if I was Florida State, and I, I had no problem with Bob Stoops, Hey, you know, Bob Stoops is going to will, will get you back sort of where you want to be. Right. But I'm telling you, if I'm a major program and I can get Urban Meyer. You can stick it in the nose of one of your oh rivals. Oh, God. I mean, you go, I mean, think about it. You play Florida every year. Think about it. That, I mean, that would be Calipari oh, going to Kentucky after yeah, leaving Memphis. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and you, you're probably only going to have him for five or six years. That probably would be his last job. Or or actually, I guess the better example is Patino going from Kentucky to Louisville. Yeah, that is a better example. Um, But you're probably only going to have him maybe for five. Because the only other place I would, I guess, he did want to coach at Notre Dame at one point. Whether mm-hmm. he still wants to coach at Notre Dame, whether Notre Dame wants him, I have no idea in this world. I one, think it would take an AD change for him to go to Notre Dame. Well, once again, I will say this. Notre Dame wants to win national championship. They need Urban Meyer. Or they need someone. Brian Kelly's not the guy. And no. I don't mean that in, in a nasty sense. I don't. I, I think Brian's... It's a, where do you want to go? What's your expectations? But you have to get players. Uh-huh. You have to. And, and I think Urban is the kind of guy that can... And I'm not saying Notre Dame's going to change the rules and... But he can get those kind of players because they'll look at him and say, hey, he won national titles. Yeah, you know. Um, and I, I just think Florida State, for so many reasons, like, and then you said the best one, you stick it to the Gators. Yeah. I, I mean, could you imagine Urban Meyer, like, next year going to the Florida game? I don't even know where it's at. But, you know, just, I mean, come on. It, 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 it would be too. And then the great thing is, all the Florida fans would be telling you what a crook Urban Meyer and is. It would also be sticking to the to the to the Hurricanes too in a lot of ways. They don't play the Hurricanes though. I mean, it's not. Oh no, you're right. They do play the Hurricanes. hurricanes. What am I thinking? I'm thinking Florida, Miami doesn't play each other all the time. Yeah, you're right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. But wouldn't it be great to have the Florida fans making make like calling Urban Meyer like a, a cheater? Yeah, wait a minute. 
You had Hernandez in your program. Let me put it this way. Come on. Urban Meyer, I think, will still be doing television because he may think there's another job opening up. Yeah, but those are good jobs. They are good jobs. I mean, like like how many other... You know, Florida State, they're going to let the football coach pretty much, I think, do what he wants. But within degrees, I am pretty confident. This is my own opinion. This is not based on inside knowledge or anything. I'm pretty confident that James Franklin goes to USC. If the job is offered to him, James Franklin's on. That's fine. Maybe Urban comes to Penn State. No, that, would, that wouldn't happen. I don't think. That's I don't just, think he'll go Big Ten. No, no, I just don't think Penn State would be... Would be um, oh, I don't Penn, know about no, that. No, but Penn State, Penn State, I don't think, would look at an Urban Meyer. Uh, because of the they can, background stuff? Well, they, it's just not Penn State style. They, they, they could go, and their program's not broke. So they don't have to get, like, you know, they could just get another really good coach. To kind of we'll, we'll mention the name again. There's always been the connection Matt, because he's from that area, Matt Rule. I remember it was funny because the job came open when he was still at Temple, mm-hmm. and I remember people and Matt wasn't it wasn't time yet or whatever, and there was a, a, a some people saying that his wife didn't want to go back there, and I don't know why. I never got into the whys well, or and, where. And we've talked about this. Penn State is its own little yeah, and and, and just because he played there. Maybe I, I think personally, at some point, Matt's coaching in the NFL. Where that is, I do not know. I, I but that time he spent with Tom Coughlin, really, it was only a year, mm-hmm. but it really had an impact. I think on him, and apparently the Jets were a little bit interested last and year. You, not, and you don't know if the Jets will be looking for a coach at the end of the yeah. year, or to be honest, the Giants. And I'm not sure though, Matt. I'm not, like like Matt is the kind of guy that would strike me is he might want to stay at Baylor a few more years yeah. just to see what he could you know all his players are in there now um, maybe he wants to try to finish that off a little bit I I, I mean you know, if the Jets come and offer you twenty zillion dollars I mean um, I, look if I was at college I'd hire Matt Rule if if you yeah. gave me a list of candidates unless Urban's on it. You know, or, or and, and I guess you'd have to say, you know, a guy like Stoops, perhaps. I'm hiring Matt Rule because I, I just think Matt, Matt gives you that perfect package. Mm-hmm. He can coach. He can handle the media. He can handle the alums, you know. And, and it's important for, at a lot of places, for that last part. Like, part of the problem, oh, well, oh, part of the problem with Kelly is, yeah. is yeah. he can't handle the alums. He comes across, yeah. he softened the But alum. I heard Lou wasn't. Wasn't great with the alumni. Lou, Lou knew how to schmooze, though. Okay. Yeah. And he won. Yeah. yeah, Bri- yeah. Brian doesn't know how to schmooze. Yeah. I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I, it's going to be really interesting what Florida State does because, you know, I mean, and they may not go after Urban simply because he coached at Florida. I mean, the, right. the AD came out and said something like that, which I thought was kind of stupid to say, but, you know. Um, They're not making some wise decisions down there these days. So, well, hey, Willie, uh, Willie Taggart, I, I knew somebody. Good friend of ours mm-hmm. who told me the day they made that hire, he said, "He gone into years. He was the most overrated coach in in FB in FCS." He said, or FBS, FBS, FBS. So you know, <laughs> all right. They ate a lot of money. Do you see what he's making? Yeah, I saw, dude. Yeah, <laughs> had to go get him. You could buy like fifty of our houses <laughs> to live in Tallahassee too. How about that? It spends a lot of money at the Walmart. On that note, thanks to Ray Hughes for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. This has been Work in the Beat. We'll see you next week.